Hey, Mike. Yeah, what's going on? Hey, have you heard of Virtual PBX? No, what is that like? Virtual peanut butter and jelly? Virtual PBX provides affordable business phone plans for entrepreneurs that need a way to connect to their customers. Never give out a personal number again. They offer business telephone numbers, called forwarding, professional greetings, and so much more. Isn't that the phone you have in your office? That's correct. I have a Virtual PBX Yalink, the T21P E2. But it is the same phone that you will see on the NBC show, The Office. So when you see Dwight and Jim slamming down the phone, I have that same exact phone. Nice. Do you have a stapler in Jello? It's the most important aspect of an office, making sure you have a good telephone. Yeah. And I think you can save 15% off when you sign up, right? That's correct. If you go to virtualpbx.com forward slash podcast, again, that's forward slash podcast. You can save up to 15% and you can enjoy their new flex plans starting as low as $13 per month. Well, that sounds awesome. Yes. Are you looking to start a new business or have to have professional greetings, call forwarding, texting, voicemail, virtual receptionist? If you're looking for any of those items, don't go anyplace out but virtual PBX. That sounds cool. I, I kind of want a sandwich right now. Mike wants a sandwich and you deserve a better IP phone solution. Visit Virtual PBX. Visit them at virtualpbx.com forward slash podcast. Coming to you from the shores of the Pacific Northwest, keeping you up to date on technology while enjoying a little whiskey on the side with leading edge topics along with special guests to navigate technology in a segmented stylized radio program. The information that will make you go, hmm. Pull up a seat, raise a glass with our hosts as we spend the next hour talking about technology for the common person. Welcome to Tech Time Radio with Nathan Mum. What's going on? Hey, how you doing, Mike? Every day is a is a is a beautiful is day, a beautiful right? Beautiful day. Yeah. All right, welcome to Tech Time Radio with Nathan Mum. We got Mike Roday here with David Brown behind the board and. Myself, and we are a two-hour technology show that airs on Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m. Um, it's for the everyday common person, so ideally anybody can listen to our show, and we are talking about subjects week ahead of the mainstream media, so stuff we're going to be talking about you'll be hearing about hopefully in the next upcoming week. I'm Nathan Mum, and if you are watching our show on Saturdays, uh, then the, you are watching the live feed, but if you're not, please go to techtimeradio.com. Again, that's techtimeradio.com to make sure you stay up on all the latest information that's available to you. If you're watching a rebroadcast, there's always tons of information and including our newsletter, which we're going to be really excited about. So we're going to have a monthly <laughs> newsletter. Uh, I'll be writing some articles on technology. Mike will probably have a little psychology area in sure. there. And then maybe we'll have... Uh, Maybe we'll have baking on the side. How does that sound? Baking? No, I'm just joking. All right. <laughs> Welcome to our two-hour show. Maybe some bacon. So I can do bacon and, uh, and hamburgers. I got that for lunch today. Oh, yeah. All right. On our first hour of the show, we have Facebook and Signal going at it online in ads. We have finger pointing by each of these organizations. We have drones delivering baby supplies. We have Jeff Bezos auctioning off a ticket to space. As a part of a tourism flight, we have a great segment of the 2001 inductees into the video game Hall of Fame. I, I got to still, I got to still, I got to, I'm just going to the first hour, second hour, and then I get right to that. This so, is new. I know. This is the, on the script. All right. <laughs> okay. So um, we have Mike's mesmerizing moment brought to us by Story Coffee. 
And then we which have is our great ed- coffee, which is great. And did you get your reorder? I got my reorder yesterday. Uh, I haven't got my reorder. I got yet. my reorder, so I was really excited to do reorder. And what's really uh, we're excited is they decided to bump up another six month sponsorship, so it's a lot more oh. coffee for us to drink. Isn't oh, that fantastic! Awesome. So good job, Story Coffee. We're excited to be a part of that. We have an NFT and our whiskey in the first hour. Our, in our second hour, we have the, our segment back letters. Which seems to be pretty excited. I can't wait to read some of these letters. And letters are spam. This is all the spam and all the spam email I get just in the week itself. So it's just this week's newest spam and some of the phishing attempts and some of the uh, ideas to try to steal identity from people. We'll be reading those. We also have in the second hour cyber security insurance for the homeowner. We got Dan Whedon come on and talking about it. So cybersecurity insurance has been in small businesses pretty aggressively for the last three to four years. But in the second hour, we're going to be talking about specifically what needs to be done if your home has an issue or if you have an issue with your personal PC with a cyber attack, what can you do on that? So we've been talking about that. And then we have an expose of Elon Musk since he's going to be talking on Saturday Night Live. since he's going to be on Saturday Night Live, we're going to talk we're about We're going to talk about him. So we're going to talk so that you have some great information that, that I'm sure you're probably not going to hear about on there. But before we start each of our shows, we always like to start out with our question of the day for Mike. Uh-oh. So our loaded question, what would be a terrible ring for your cell phone? So like a ringtone, what would be the worst <laughs> ringtone? I got mine. I already know exactly I what it is. I used to have down with the sickness. Down with the sickness? Down with the sickness is my ringtone. Okay. That is one of the funniest things to watch people react to in a meeting. In a meeting, they, they all look at you and say, what's going on or what, what would they, happen? It, you get some of the strangest. You know you know what down with the sickness I have starts it, off. Yes. So it starts yes. off with this kind of monkey sound and then the screaming. And yep. People, people look at you really funny. See, the only thing I can think of worse than that. Is who let the dogs out? Who let the dog? Oh I, man! I have this really, I have oh. this really creepy baby one. Oh, did you? That laughs when I get a message a notification. Message? It's really creepy. <laughs> like something yeah, like that. It's like a little baby. It's 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 it's. So I, I this is a good question. This is a good I, question because I have actually done these on purpose. On just purpose. To see what I get. What kind of reactions? See, I my wife has bad to the bone when I call. That's all. That, so, that's funny. <laughs> so sometimes I, I will just call it just so I can listen to it. Cause that was a pretty good tune until you actually listen to yeah. what, what the lyrics is. And what was the other? I was listening to this other song. Um, I have to figure it out. It was like a 1950s or 60s song. Um, oh, leader of the pack. Have you ever heard that song? Yeah, leader of the pack. Mm-hmm. Essentially, that guy commits suicide. He essentially, his girlfriend yeah, dumps it's, him. It's just best and, never to listen to the lyrics. You okay. just, you know, you just listen to the music. Yes, yeah, you just listen to the music. Because when right. you listen to the lyrics, you realize you have no idea what you're what's doing. going on. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to engage with us, especially the second hour, first hour is the packed show. Second hour, you can always reach out at four two five three seven three five five two seven. Or at 1-88-298-KKNW. That's 1-88-298-5569. And David will put you on the show. We got a lot of subjects that we're going to be talking about. So don't call yet. But if there's something that you get in the top five stories that you have an interest in or something else, then we will uh, put you on the air and, and get a chance to talk with you. All right. With that, we are going to move on to our first segment. What's happening in the world of technology? This is our top stories in the first five minutes. All right. Five minutes on the clock, David. Here we go. Story number one. Kroger begins testing home grocery delivery drones. And we have some audio to play with this. 
Kroger is announcing a new program to make deliveries with drones. Smith's parent company teaming up with Drone Express for a pilot program starting this spring in the Midwest. The drones can only carry up to five pounds, so Kroger's going to start out with a bundled product offering. For example, shoppers can choose a baby care bundle, which includes wipes and formula. The drones can deliver to customers wherever they are at any time by tracking smartphone locations. Now, yeah. wouldn't this be awesome? See, the, a the barbecue. Th- the, no, the first thing that came to my head when they said, I said, I need to get a whole bunch of jars of pickles and see what happens. Uh, jars of pickles <laughs> if they accidentally drop them as they're coming yeah. in? No, wouldn't it be better? So, so, uh, so this is only happening in Cincinnati, and it's essentially... Yeah. Um, a 15-minute area in Cincinnati, a 15-minute scope. So, so it's, it's so going to be very limited. It's going to be less, what, less than a quarter of a mile from the store? Correct. And so they're going to be doing that. They better uh, be near a nursery. <laughs> Cincinnati and Dayton. The flights will be managed by licensed pilots, though, mm-hmm. with Kroger's partner Drone Express. So Drone Express has 15 dedicated pilots to drive these drones around. This is now, a part, the best would be a, a barbecue. This is a temporary part-time job. It's got to be. they got to be doing something is else this on the is, side. This, right? I don't think this is going to last. Uh, because the delivery fee, they're estimating anywhere between $15 to $20. <laughs> so you're going to order I, some baby yeah, formula and some much, wipes. Yeah, baby formula is is super expensive. So, so it's going to be like a $150 yeah, deal to, yeah, to have a drop it at your... Yeah, five pounds and see a freaking drone come along. And The best, though, would be a barbecue. I still say I'm out in the middle, grilling in the middle of a field, and all of a sudden I need some barbecue sauce that, or that some would ketchup. Be, that would be fun. And it comes- Pickles. Or pickles. <laughs> and it comes, drops it right over there, drops the package and heads out. That would be a cool 4th that, of July event. That it? would be a cool video to put on YouTube. That would be. But I don't really think, I don't really see this as being something that is going to- I don't know about around. that. I don't think this is a game changer yet either. No, no. All right. Story number two, direct from CNBC, Facebook and Signal are fighting over an ad campaign. So no this, way. This is very interesting because both sides are pointing fingers at each other very aggressively. Facebook says yeah. Signal has no idea what they're talking about. Of and course. Signal says, we used your own algorithm, Facebook, to essentially get this information. And you're just upset because anybody can get this and we figured it out. So, what so happened? here we go. What happened? Facebook, the world's largest social media platform, found itself in a public dispute with the communications app Signal this week over an ad run. The encrypted messaging service, a nonprofit that rivals Facebook's own WhatsApp, said in a blog on Tuesday that Facebook had blocked one of its ad campaigns on Instagram, which is owned by Facebook. Mm-hmm. The campaign was designed to show Instagram users the amount of data that Instagram and parent firm Facebook collects on users. We created a multivirant targeted ad design to show you personal data that Facebook collects about how you sell and access information, Signal wrote. The ad would simply display some of the most information important collected about each viewer and advertise the platform to them. Signal used Instagram's own ad tech tools, which is essentially a plug-in so you can grab information to use that to advertise on Instagram, and essentially came up with slogans and information's that could track all the way down to people in Moscow, uh, across the United States, and essentially their first ad campaign, they got blocked, said, you got this ad because you're a teacher. But more importantly, you're a Leo and Signal. This ad used your location to see you in Moscow. You like supporting sketch comedy, and the ad thinks you do drag on the side. Wow. So they had all of that information specifically targeting that individual that they were going to send it specifically on Instagram to this person so that person would know what, what was happening. So so Signal, which is its own little platform. Yep, it's, 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 a, it's non-profit. We've talked about it before. It's, it's a, very a, good encrypted, encryption. It's an encrypted messaging service. Yep. 
went on to Facebook's Instagram. Yep. Advertised to people on them about how Facebook is stealing their information by using that information to add the target the ad to those people. Correct. So essentially, it took like Mike. So if and, I wanted and, to add, do an ad to Mike, an ad. Uh, to you, and I had all the information about Mike, and I put that in an ad specifically that I wanted to send to you. Facebook said that they were not allowed to do that. Now, Signal says that um, essentially all of their ads were shut down. Facebook says this is a step by signal. We never tried to actually run the ads or the account, and all of it was fake. And a spokesman came on out from Facebook and said that signal is trying to make them look bad and that all of this is fake publicity. Wah. Signal then countered on Twitter and said that they absolutely did try to run the ads and posted pictures. Thanks, David. Of what was going on. So who do you believe? Do you believe Signal? I don't believe any Or of Facebook? Them. No, don't believe any of them. Don't believe just any them, of them? Just let them wear it out. All right, okay. Our, our last subject we're going to get to here just real quick. Amazon Jeff Bezos is deciding to auction off a seat on the very first space tourism flight that that Blue Origin is doing. Now, Blue Origin do you, do you think is, you think he's trying to get ahead of Elon there? So I think so, but Elon's actually been testing this. Well, yeah, so this is like got Blue's first successful SpaceX rocket yes. to reland. So Blue Origin, this is the maiden voyage. How much do you really want to be paying that ticket to be the guest on the maiden voyage? No refunds. <laughs> I you know what? I No credits either. All right, so here's what you can do. From May 5th to the 19th, you can seal a bid and send it on their website. So if you go to a Blue Origins website, you can make a secret uh, sealed round, and then they will open them up, and on June 12th, they will conclude the contest and let people bid. Yeah, the, All of the donation goes for Club of the Future, a youth-focused foundation owned by Blue Origin. Mm-hmm. The, um so it's not clear exactly what the ticket will fetch, but if you have billions of dollars, and I'm going to I'm going to go home right now and do that. And, and you want to be on the experimental wa- flight? That's right. I best wanna, of luck to you. Yeah. That, I, that's the I, I really doubt I will make that cut. I, you know what? I don't know if I would really be buying a ticket on Blue Origin yet. Maybe if it was SpaceX and let, let, that. Well, let's just wait until these guys get these things working properly, and then, then then we can take, then a I'll take a Yeah, then I'll buy a ticket. All right, Mike. Well, that is our time. Now, if you would like to make sure that these stories are legitimate, because we just can't make these stories up, which they aren't, um, you can go to techtimeradio.com and click on the episode section. So our website got updated. It looks beautiful. You can also sign up for our newsletter on the website. Everything that you need is at techtimeradio.com. So we're going to be coming on back, and we're going to be talking about the Video Game Hall of Fame 2021 inductees. And we have a special presentation yep. from the Strong Museum that we're going to be uh, watching and listening to. So that should be pretty exciting about some of these. We also will be sipping our whiskey. And we are going to take our first commercial break at this time. I am Nathan Mum. we got Mike Roday, David Brown. Welcome to Tech Time Radio. Did you know that up to 12 to 15% of Americans grind their teeth at night while they sleep? Hmm. Yeah, it's it's called bruxism. I used to work at a sleep lab and we used to we used to measure that and it leads to a lot of uh, problems like headaches and destroys your teeth, it wears down the enamel. 
and it's just very hard on your your mouth. So every once in a while, I'll wake up, my jaw will hurt. Do you think I'm grinding my teeth at night? Yep. Well, so how do you go about protecting this then? Uh, the number one recommended way of protecting yourself from teeth grinding is what's called a night guard, which is a custom fitted prosthetic that you put inside your mouth. It usually runs, you know, hundreds of dollars, but I know our sponsor, Smile Brilliant, can get you custom fitted night guards for as little as $45 a piece. So if you go to smilebrilliant.com and use Tech Time Radio at checkout, you can receive 20% off your complete order. So visit smilebrilliant.com and use the Tech Time Radio at checkout code. Hey, Mike. Yeah, what's going on? Have you heard about 180 Consulting? No. I love these guys. You know how much I avoid working with copy vendors, right? Uh, actually, I get to hear about it all the time. Not anymore, because guess what? The guys at 180 Consulting took over the entire process. They assessed our needs, worked directly with the vendors on my behalf, and helped us understand our options. No sales fluff, just good information so we can make the right decision. Well, that sounds good. How do they get paid? Their only compensation comes from a small share of the cost savings they create. They work for us, and it's a win-win. You know, that sounds like a no-brainer. There's two ways to reach them. You can get them at info at 180-consulting.com or visit them online at www.180-consulting.com www.180-consulting.com. Thank you, Mike. 180-consulting.com. Hi, I'm Bernadette Pager, host of An Informed Life Radio. In an age when the term misinformation is used to silence criticism and debate about COVID-19, vaccines, and more, we're bringing you doctors, lawyers, and scientists to discuss the missing information about your health and medical freedom. And Inform Life Radio airs right here on KKNW every Friday from 3 to 5 p.m. We're starting a real health revolution, one conversation at a time. Join us. We would like to thank Podcorn for sponsoring this episode of Tech Time Radio. Explore sponsorship opportunities and start monetizing your podcast by signing up at podcorn.com forward slash podcasters. Let me tell you about Podcorn. Podcorn is an absolute must for any podcaster starting out. Now, when we started out Tech Time Radio, we started out in a back office with a couple of mics. We expanded to a studio. And then now, as you can see, we're on the radio and have distribution into other markets. Having the ability to have Podcorn at the start of our podcast would have been a dream come true. Guess what? With Podcorn, you now have the amazing opportunity for podcasts to receive sponsorship, such as host reads, interview segments, and topical discussions. With Podcorn, there's no middleman. Podcasters of all size can browse and choose opportunities right on their platform, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without exclusivities. You never give up the rights of your podcast in Podcorn, and they're here to support you everywhere possible. Visit podcorn.com. Again, that's podcorn.com. Podcorn is a true success for those starting their podcast dreams. Welcome back to Tech Time Radio. We just had our first whiskey tasting, mm. and man, Mike, during the break, this this was something. This is yeah, a US is- one sour mash, forty eight dollars eighty six proof. It was the whiskey of the year in two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, this is the this is the kind of stuff you see in a cowboy movie where the guy comes in, he's like whiskey, and he throws it back. He's like, yeah, this had a bite. I have not had a whiskey yeah. with a bite like this in quite a long time. Big bite. But, but Good taste. Very smooth taste after that, right? So it's a really impactful punch 
and now I have no burning. It's That's nice right. and smooth. It's that quick. It's, it's kind of yeah. It's kind of I, I kind of like it. It was it's whiskey. A, it's a little different. It's Give not me some whiskey. It's not your uh, regular uh, rye that I bring in. So you no. like that? Yeah, it's good. We have to make it's, a call out to our sour uh, mash. To our um, Mark Gregoire that said that I keep on uh, sending you bad whiskey, and he said that you yeah, give me some, some good. He give wanted me some, some good, good stuff. Whiskey, so Mark, thank you very yes. much for that. All right, well, welcome back. Now, as we got the uh, drinks out of the way, we stumbled on a story that we had no idea about on our production show that we thought was fantastic. And actually, I, Mike, did, were you the one that brought this to the table, or was that Jin Lee that brought it to the table? What's brought, the, which story? This is, is the uh, World Video Game uh, Hall of Fame. That was Jin Lee. That was Jin. So Jin found this. Yeah, I didn't. We didn't even. Me, we didn't even know there was a World Video Game. So this is the World Video Game Hall of Fame, which is at the Strong Museum. It is recognized as established in 2015. It is individual electronic games of all types, arcade, console, computer, handheld, and mobile. They enjoy the popularity over a sustained period of time, and essentially it's in Rochester, New York. They announced on May 6, 2022, the new 2021 um, inductees. And so there was a great big list of like 25 uh, so just like an award show that were nominated for that last year. And essentially, they just announced them this Friday who actually got taken care of it. So the Strong Museum is the only collection-based museum in the world devoted solely to play and holds the world's largest and most comprehensive collection of dolls, toys, games, electronic games, and other artifacts of play. Nice. The Strong explores the ways in which play encourages learning, creativity, discovery, and illuminates the cultural history of video games. All right, without further ado, we are going to listen to the 2021 inductee presentation from the World Video Game Hall of Fame. The World Video Game Hall of Fame celebrates not just the best games of all time, but those that are the most influential. These are games that really transcended how we play, how we learn, how we relate to one another. The World Video Game Hall of Fame is our way of honoring those games that have made history. Since the 1970s, video games have had a big impact on people. These are the games that really belong on the Mount Rushmore of video gaming. Here at The Strong, we not only preserve the actual games themselves, but game consoles, game formats, arcade games, and also design documents from the people who created the games that we love. Every game that makes it into the World Video Game Hall of Fame must meet four criteria. Icon status, influence, longevity, and geographical reach. Is it recognizable? Do we remember it? Think the waka waka sound of Pac-Man or the mustachioed Mario figure. Games which have impacted the video game industry, popular culture, and society. With longevity, these are the games that have gone beyond just a single console generation or computer generation. These are the games that keep coming back again and again and continue to be enjoyed by people all over the world. Video games are a global phenomenon, so therefore it's important to recognize those games that transcend boundaries, that cross borders. And geographical reach is the criterion that really signals, hey, this game is more important than in just one local area. So when a game is inducted based on those criteria, it's really entering into a group of other games that are the most important games of all time. This is it. Here we go. It's time to find out what games are going to be inducted into the World Video Game Hall of Fame Class of 2021. 
Our first inductee to the World Video Game Hall of Fame is a franchise that brings people together all over the world. Last year, the latest game broke digital sales records. Adults and kids love this game. And no matter where you go, you'll find a friend or a new neighborhood. How many games can you say are beloved by Frodo Baggins, Captain America, and Guy Fieri? The first inductee is Animal Crossing. The latest installment to the series, 2020's Animal Crossing New Horizons for Nintendo Switch, broke the console game record for most digital units sold in a single month, selling more than 31 million copies worldwide, as its virtual version of neighborly sociability engaged players isolated in the midst of a global pandemic. This next inductee reminds us that people have always been fascinated by the idea of traveling through the clouds high above the earth. Most of us are never gonna get the opportunity to get in a cockpit and take control of a real live aircraft. But this game got you and me just a little bit closer to that dream. Our next inductee into the World Video Game Hall of Fame is Microsoft Flight Simulator. In 2020, Microsoft released a spectacular updated version of the game that used real-life images to give flyers the experience of soaring over their hometowns or visiting exotic locale, proving once again that the joy of flight is universal. We are excited to have Jorg Newman talking about the new Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020. Hi, my name is Jörg Neumann. I'm the head of Microsoft Flight Simulator. The history of consumer flight simulation goes back all the way to 1977, when Bruce Artwick founded his company Sublogic and ultimately released Flight Simulator on the Apple II in 1979. This later evolved into Microsoft Flight Simulator 1.0, which was released in 1982. Since the very beginning, the series stood for realism, accuracy and the authenticity of flying. In the 40 years since the first release, the series has undergone amazing innovations in graphics, the complexity of the flight model, and the authenticity of the world itself. We are often humbled and inspired when talking to many real-world pilots who tell us that Microsoft Flight Simulator was the reason they fell in love with aviation in the first place. As a team, we hope to inspire future generation of aviators around the world. On behalf of all who have ever worked on this enduring franchise, we would like to thank for inducting Microsoft Flight Simulator into the World Video Game Hall of Fame. It's an amazing honor. Thank you. The next game inducted into the World Video Game Hall of Fame is one that was celebrated for its single-player campaign, as it added new layers of complexity to the real-time strategy genre. But with its multiplayer mode, it was revolutionary, giving rise to the multi-billion dollar esports industry that we see today. For me, I spent way too many late nights up with friends, yelling across the room saying, no Zerg rushes this time, while we all planned our own Zerg rush. The next game inducted into the World Video Game Hall of Fame class of 2021 is StarCraft. By 2009, StarCraft, along with its expansion Brood War, had sold more than 11 million copies. StarCraft Remastered was released in August 2017, which added enhanced graphics but kept the gameplay mostly intact, introducing a new generation of players to the iconic game. And now in a unique interview from Alan Adham, co-founder of Blizzard Entertainment. Hi, 
I'm Alan Adham, co-founder and senior vice president of product development at Blizzard Entertainment, and over 20 years ago, executive producer of StarCraft. When we released StarCraft in 1998, none of us could have predicted the overwhelming response from gamers around the world. For more than two decades now, players have competed head-to-head, multiplayer, or solo in the single-player campaign. In fact, StarCraft became so popular, it helped usher in the modern era of esports. But most importantly, StarCraft grew a community of passionate gamers with lifelong friendships all around the world. To our players, we thank you. StarCraft isn't just a real-time strategy game to us, though. It's a science fiction universe rich with stories and filled with unlimited possibilities. On behalf of everyone at Blizzard Entertainment, I'd like to thank The Strong for inducting StarCraft into the World Video Game Hall of Fame. Do you like travel? Do you like solving mysteries? Do you like using your knowledge of world history and geography for good? Do you like learning things? That's actually the biggest secret about our final inductee. It's actually edutainment covertly combining learning with gameplay. First released on five and a quarter inch floppy disks for graphic enabled home computers, this game exposed audiences to celebrated world landmarks, exotic countries, and of course, punny henchmen. Working their way up the ranks as agents of the Acme Detective Agency, players capture crooks employed by Vile, an international group of villains led by a certain lady in red. The somewhat surprising success of this game spawned an entire series of geography-based titles by Broderbund, and among other things, a popular, award-winning children's television game show with a mighty memorable theme song. Can you crack the case, Gumshoe? Sneaking around the world from Rwanda to Rochester is our final inductee into the World Video Game Hall of Fame. It's Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Gumshoes first began pursuing this particular master thief in the 1985 release of Rotterbund's Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, an educational game that made learning geography fun for millions of students. Carmen's mythos grew along with the franchise, gaining her iconic red trench coat and fedora along the way. Children of the 1990s could also watch this game spring to life on the award-winning television game show Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. Between the still-growing video game franchise, including a Google Earth tie-in, and Netflix's popular Carmen Sandiego animated series that launched in 2019, Carmen is as recognizable as ever. So there you are, the class of 2021 in the World Video Game Hall of Fame. Animal Crossing, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, StarCraft, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. It's a great class. Thank you so much, keep on playing. All right, so that was long inductees. Yes, yeah, so we tried something new. Yeah, right. So is hopefully that was informative, so you can learn a little bit about the game. So let's talk about this. Animal Crossing. Have you played yeah, Animal Crossing? I, yeah, I I haven't on the Switch, but on the old GameCube and the what was the one that came after the GameCube? GameCube. I can't, oh, I can't remember. Um, GameCube Switch. Uh, oh, the Wii. The Wii. Yeah. The Wii. Yeah. So so my kids got that right. So they had a. Big time when they were growing up, they loved playing that, that's the really, original. That was a animal. really great game. So you, you you had your animal, you had your little. I, I did not ever get to play it. So explain a little bit about it to me, so so I can understand. 
Well, you're essentially, you're essentially moving into this little town that's populated by these animals. Okay. And then, uh, you collect things. You go around and collect different items and interact with the townspeople and and the the, the townspeople will move out and move back so you'll have you'll have people that you meet okay that are are, are these actual players generated. players they're, they're NPCs okay NPCs and they'll they'll which are non-player non computers characters yeah so you'll you'll interact with them and learn their name and they'll give you tasks to do and and then they'll move out and somebody will move back in and then you then you have the players where you would go to different areas and interact with other players and stuff. So now, are you an animal or are you, are you a person? You're a human. Taking care of You're, animals? No. So Animal Am Crossing has nothing to do with animals? Animal Crossing is the other, the NPCs, are, they're all animals. Oh, okay. I'm not a cat. Uh, there no. you go, Dan. All right. So let's talk about the second one. Cat. Microsoft Flight Simulator. Played that oh, many a time. Oh, we used to. So, so I, you know, I'm bad because. play that all the time. So when, what did you, when you played it, did you actually play it to drive the plane around or do you play you it play like it to crash yeah <laughs> so, did. Did so did i so and however you can crash in it, the it, the most spectacular crash wins that's right so you get on up and you try to see if you can clip your wing a little bit and then you continue to roll yeah. and you come on down yeah, yeah and that's then, what we did we, then we had 9 11 come and then that was like uh we we, we well changed this was everything. back in the 80s dude yes. this was way back then uh 1984 i think is when we were we would all go to this guy's house. His, his dad was a pilot. Yeah, and he had it, and we would all go to his house, and we would. Yeah, the flight sticks and jockey. everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everything. We would all jockey, and f there were some other games that we played that we won't mention on the air. But. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that was a so great game. Have you seen the new two thousand and twenty? I no. I haven't oh seen man, unbelievable graphics. I mean, it likes literally. They have people moving, cars moving. It is oh, unbelievable. Cool. They're and they're trying to upgrade it. So that you could have on some real time Google Map stuff, so you could actually that's see awesome. exactly what's going it, on. That's some serious memory. Starcraft. Yeah. So I played Starcraft. Oh, Starcraft. Oh, Starcraft yep. was was before Age of Empires. So that was, was like. Was it? Well, no. I, I played it before Age of Empires two. Maybe maybe I, I Age think of Age Empires. Of, came. Age of Empires came out first because Starcraft was was kind of built on that sort of. Engine. Engine. And, and then there's been so many different Age of Empire 2 games or Star Wars games taking right. care of it. So StarCraft absolutely Starcraft should be a part of that. And Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? I played that all the time, too. I, I never played that one. That was we actually really... show because my kids. But. Okay. I actually played it on the computer. It was a, like a Apple. Apple II. Yeah. They had it at the school, and so it was one of our great things. So congratulations to all of the inductees into the 2021 World Video Game Hall of Fame. Up next, we have a segment on what I found on the web, and we're going to be talking about an interesting article that both Mike and I think we should talk about. It's called Pim Eyes, right? So we've actually done this, and so it's a free facial recognition software for anyone that w uses the web. Um, if you want to be a creepy stalker, then you can go and you can go to PimEyes.com. Yeah. It lets users see a limited number we'll of small that. pixelated pictures of an uploaded area. So we are going to be taking a commercial break, and when we come on back, let's take a look at Pim Eyes. Warning, this podcast is inappropriate, dumb, and should not be listened to. Oral discretion is advised. Fat Tango presents a monthly scripted comedy show. Each episode is a self-contained short story that showcases the sick, twisted senses of humor of its creators. Episodes range from podcast parodies to supernatural encounters and cartoonish ridiculousness. I do this in the name of science. 
Jeff, which kid took the gummy bears? Can you name a famous trombone player? How do you know my name? I'm Santa. That was the best I've oh. ever seen. Thanks, bro. Every episode is a different story with different people played by different actors. Sometimes. I know I've told you this before, but I don't like you. Is this because we didn't want to get a dog? Pow. We got a dog. Wham. Let's get a dog. Toledo. You're disrespecting painting, you can Can you believe he said that? No, man. Can't change my mind on this. I wish for a bigger Boy, if I was listening to this on some other podcast that was running a trailer for it, I would sure go listen to it. You know what? Split second decision. All of it's real. Yes, I would murder Santa Claus. Check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes release first Monday of every month. Fat Tangle is also launching its podcast network this month. So go check it out on their website at fattangleproductions.com and follow them on social media at Fat Tangle Podcasts on Twitter and at Fat Tangle Productions on Instagram. Look forward to seeing you there. Hey, Mike. Yeah, what's going on? Hey, we got a new sponsor here, and they're called The Art of Manliness. Oh, yeah? Yeah, have you heard of them? I've heard of these folks. Yeah, I've I've been on their website several times. You've been on their website? Yeah, they talk about everything, man. You know, like how to wear a porch coat with jeans, or how to give yourself a buzz cut, or uh, style tips for men. Really? Well, guess yeah. what? I have what? not heard of them until now, and now I'm excited because you know what? You're not uh, a man. Well, I am a man. <laughs> You're not a manly yep. man. All right, so this is really the show for manly men. Are you sick and tired of waiting through two hours of fluff in order to get a few good takeaways? Have you listened to podcasts that make you just go, huh? Tune into the Art of Manliness podcast, where you can gleam and distill the very best insights from the world's experts in self-improvement, philosophy, and practical skills history, and a lot more, and do it all under an hour. Without all the eye-rolling filler, you can walk away from every episode, Art of Manliness podcast, with actionable insights you can start implementing today to improve your life. You can listen to them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your other podcast players. All right. Welcome back to Tech Time Radio. Uh, how's the whiskey tasting, Mike? Good. Good? Good. Is it, is it taste all okay? It, it's good. I'm already buzzing, though. Oh, it's, you're a little buzzing? It's a little I, strong. I'm not buzzing at, at all, but it is it is a very bitter first hit, and then after that, it does taste really well. Yeah. I, all I, right. I won't tell you, but it, I like it. it. You I like, like it? it. Yeah. You like it? You're not going like to tell us if it's a thumbs up. I may have to just do a thumbs down so we can't both have a thumbs up, because... Last I, I don't week. think that's how it works. Oh, that, you should just use it. Okay, let's talk about what we got coming up next. So, people probably haven't heard of this. If you go to P-I-M-E-I-E, or sorry, E-Y-E-S.com, again, that's PIM Eyes, there's a brand new mysterious facial recognition search engine that essentially is on the web. Yeah. Now, we got a lot of info on this because this is a unique idea and it's not, I, tr- I don't I, think it's unique i tried to do some full research on the site so just finding out who this company is is probably more of a mystery than mm-hmm. even their how their uh software works itself so essentially you upload a picture to pim eyes right the website so you just right it's you're we supposed to upload only yours is how they say it they don't want you uploading other people even though we did that right so we right. did that as a part of our test yep 
I uploaded my picture and what did it do? It got about it, it got 10, a, it got right? a bunch of it got a bunch of pictures from the the radio show promotion. From the radio show promotion and yeah. and then it had some pictures of some pe- We're going to talk about that. People that were not even taken care of. And then we uploaded your picture yeah, and, and what and, happened? Well, and, and we're going to talk about that too. What happened? <laughs> None. Zero pictures. Zero pictures of me. Found you, found and they me. and they came and up with a bunch of came other up people. With, well, they came, yeah, they came up with uh, African American Americans. Yeah, most of the pictures from your profile face. Well, maybe you're just a little bit more tan than than I, I, am. I don't. But it came on up, so I don't know how valid this site is. I, I'm going to say not very. But what they're doing is every single time you upload a picture, guess what? They now have that as a part of a database, so they have more and more yeah, they're pictures capturing. that they have. So Pim Eyes is open to everyone who has internet access. It's a stark contrast. From Clearview AI, which we talked about previously, mm-hmm. as an open source code, it's building an enormous stash of faces with images of people from social media networks um, and limits its use to law enforcement. So they said essentially See, that they're, they're, yeah, that they're working it, with law enforcement on this. Yeah, this but, is where it becomes a problem. But when you actually take a look at which law enforcement people have it, they will not release any information of people of that are using not. it. So either they are actually using it or maybe who, they're not using it. Who knows? This is uh, still a problem. So PIMI's decision to make facial recognition software available to the general public, a line of technology, um, is unwilling to traverse and change their area. They've been asked to take it down number of times by in P-I-M-E-Y-E-S.com, but essentially their website instructs uh, people that have a complaint to essentially submit feedback <laughs> through their form and email. Yes, yeah, like the old complaint box. Now, using the latest technology of artificial intelligence, this is not really pulling the correct picture, but it's actually what we think is kind of a creepy stalking tool, right? Because so we could put up anybody's picture up there, and essentially you can find them. And one of the things that PimEyes does is it actually searches over all social medias, including porn sites, including other sites. Yeah, but here, what's the problem? We looked, we submitted my photo. None of the pictures that came up was me. Correct. Maybe we had to upgrade to the feature of the business class Maybe at twenty nine ninety nine for extensive searches where I can go up to 500 searches for that price and then it's, I can even it's create still alerts. using the same engine that's it is but see so you're gonna pay money and what's what's your in what's your end goal here so this this the software is looking for facial points or data points on faces correct and like we found out when we put my picture up there, it came up with completely different pictures. Pictures of, of that. Now, granted, they were they were bald guys with goatees, and that's what we got. That's so a- those are the data points that apparently were its major search feature. But none of the other. I have pictures all over the internet, and none of my other pictures came up. So there's something faulty with that system. So Pim Eyes in the last week had 1.6 million people. Decide to upload pictures to them. Mm-hmm. So you know what they're doing is they're collecting a yeah, they're database, collecting the database of pictures by promoting a service that who knows if it's really legitimate or not. So let's take a look. This company is shrouded in secrecy. So Pim Eyes, we did everything we could to find out a little thing about them. So there's this website called the Wayback Machine. Have you ever used the Wayback Machine? No. So if you ever Google the WaybackMachine.com, it essentially takes screen image shots of websites every two or three months. So if a website has changed over the last eight to ten years, you can actually go back and take a look at original web page shut. Normally only the front page, but what the page looked at itself. 
So what we found when we did the Wayback Machine on this is we found back in 2017 that essentially this domain was registered for PIMA eyes uh, in Warclaw, Poland. Warclaw or Warsaw? Uh, war, uh, W-O-R-C-L-A-W. So I think it's Warclaw, right? Okay. Uh, hopefully I didn't do a cut and paste wrong. So yeah, you, I, might I, have, you might have got it. Uh, might, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I did a cut and paste. All right. So in 2020, they changed their website's privacy information, changed their site, and essentially went to the non-disclosure information on websites. So when you register a website, you have the opportunity to have your name mm-hmm. there, or most websites you can pay an additional like nine bucks a year and you can have your name removed. So they have had their name removed. Um, when we tried to communicate with them, essentially I got feedback specifically at two o'clock and three o'clock in the afternoon Pacific standard time, which if you take a look at clocks, was it just an automatic reply? No, it was actually somebody that responded because I asked a little bit more information on why they were doing this, what it's for. And they said specifically it's for the consumer to make sure that they're not being targeted with pictures on social media sites that you have not given access to sure so that's what they said to take care of and, it, and at that that's time the cover story that timeline is essentially 8 30 poland time so that would make sense that someone would respond to it about the time that it has there now they've had celebrity searches that have gone on with this that has essentially taken uh angelina jolie rihanna donald trump and other people that have essentially uploaded pictures and specifically use this for marketing campaigns to use pictures of likenesses for other individuals. So mm-hmm. they've been kind of on the shady side to begin with. Um, AI-driven images matching. There's freeware software that's available. They say that they have their own proprietary software, yeah. which it looks like it kind of is because it's not as good as it's, the freeware. It's, yeah. It's- so what do we think about AI? So this is what we talked about in our production meeting itself. Should we be having the access for people to submit photos of anybody to a website? It's not about should we, it's it's about why. Why would we be doing that? Why right? would why would we need to do that? The, the problem the problem here is obviously the problem that we came up with, right? We su- submitted a picture and it came back with the wrong photos. Correct. And that's one of the problems that we've talked about on the show before with these these a these AI scanning devices that actually put people in jail erroneously. Correct. And it's because that well, there, there's a complex problem here. A we have our doppelgangers. Every did you know what a doppelganger? Yeah, so, is? so the person that looks like you. So right, my, we have mine's, we, Bur, mine's Brad Pitt. So yeah. that's what happens. You know, I, people. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I get calls about that all the time. <laughs> okay, yeah. keep dreaming, buddy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> but we all have we all have people that are have similar genetic features from us, and that's what the AI is picking on. So it's picking these similarities out. Like I said, when when we did my picture, the funny thing is is that it came up with bald guys with goatees, but uh, some of them were black and some of them were Hispanic. Yes, and some of them were white. Yes, but they weren't me. They were not you. But if somebody who's using the system may may think that those are me. And when I did it, I did a, one of the pictures from the production of Tech Time Radio. So I didn't use a personal picture, but I used right. a, a, used a deal. promotional picture. And that promotional picture, all of those promotional pictures came up. And right. then all of a sudden it started going to people in Russia. And so what was right. unique about it is that it 
it did come up pixelated, so they're trying to say that they're not trying to show the full picture of it. But right underneath there, it had the website, right? So I can yeah. essentially go to the website and find that picture of the person itself. It, so it's a little scary. I mean, it's a little, it's a little off-putting. So it is. So very interesting site. P i m e y e s o pim eyes yeah there you go e y e s e y e s if you want to take a look at it I don't know if I would be too um, aggressive to put a picture out there of something that you don't already have on a social media site that you're okay with people seeing but it was a very interesting concept not like Google because Google has the ability where you can search for a reverse lookup for pictures but this specifically targets individuals to find out more pictures about them they said it's going to help revolutionize the world because you'll now know where your pictures are taken yeah, care of. Yeah, those are called weasel words. Yeah, we, we didn't like that at all. All right, well, we're going to go take a commercial break, and when we come on back, we have Mike's mesmerizing moment. Uh, we got a few closing items, and we will see you right after this commercial break. Hey, Mike. Yeah, what's going on? Hey, have you heard of work patterns? You mean like how my virtual work pattern doesn't involve pants? No, our listeners don't want to hear about those work patterns. Work patterns is a people management app I signed up for recently. My team is loving it. Everyone who manages people knows that being a great manager has never been hard. Work patterns arms managers with tools they need to be effective leaders, no matter where people are physically located. Nice. Will it help me actually feel prepared for the tons of one-on-one and team meetings I have every week? Yep. Work Patterns is designed to make team management easier, enabling continuous one-on-one feedback, collaborative meetings, goal tracking, and workflow management all in one place. My team has also been publicly sharing wins in apps like Slack and Team using Work Patterns Kudos feature. Celebrating wins of all sizes has been great for morale. Honestly, whether you're a manager struggling to stay on top of things or a CEO whose organization has outgrown its system, Work Patterns will help reduce the chaos of your workday. Hey, that's great. Time is valuable, and I want to make sure my team is having productive meetings. Exactly, Mike. You should sign up. They're offering a free trial. Wow. I'm going to sign up right now. Where do I go to do that? It's at workpatterns.com. Check out workpatterns.com using the link in our show notes and get the people management at love by thousands of highly performing teams. Hey, Mike. Yeah, what's up? Hey, have you ever heard of Ghost Town? No, but I used to live near one. It's pretty creepy. Ghost Town is hosted and produced by comedians Jason Horton and Rebecca Lee. It's a podcast that explores mysterious, haunted, and esoteric places. Ghost Town has been number two on the Apple Podcast Comedy Charts, top 15 on the Apple Podcast Top Charts, and a featured podcast on Apple Podcasts Scary Stories. Oh, yeah. Ghost Town is a favorite on CastBox's Editor's Pits and the AV Club, with mentions by KPCC, LAist, Lost. Angelino, Bustle, Indie Source, and Inside Podcasting. The AV Club said that paranormal enthusiasts looking for podcast editions should look no further than Ghost Town. Explore some of the most mysterious and interesting places on Earth with Ghost Town. Take a trip to haunted hotels, abandoned malls, deserted amusement parks. Ghost Town is on the top 200 history podcasts on Apple Podcast. Find out more about Ghost Town at ghosttownpod.com or you can listen to them on any of the standard podcast services. Okay. Welcome back to Tech Time Radio. I'm your host, Nathan Mum. Mike, during the break, we had a little bit more of that whiskey. What do you think of that? It's good stuff, man. It's got a bite. It's got a bite, though. It does. Now, it's a great time to have that drink. If you would like to sign up for Story Coffee, go to techtimeradio.com, and you can click on the sponsors and order your bag of Story Coffee today. The first bag of coffee is free. And on us, all you got to do is type in the word 
tech time and they'll send you a free bag. Yes, get some of that coffee. It's delicious. It's the best. It's the best. It's, and, and so for the it's people smooth. that are listening to listen to and drink Starbucks, they have to try it again because man, this is it, it yeah, is it's, it's not good. burnt at all. All right, let's go to our highlighted segment of the day: Mike's mesmerizing moment. This is Mike's mesmerizing moment, presented by Story Coffee. Visit storycoffee.com. Yeah, so this stuff this stuff's gonna come up again and again with this AI business with yep. these facial recognition tools and these these because the bottom line is that we have humans trying to program a computer to be human. Yep. And we can't do that because they don't know what the language is. They don't understand nuance. A computer does not cannot pick out nuance. Do you think uh, it'll ever be able to? I mean, we're talking I, I, 100 years I, I, from now, 100 I years. I, maybe when they, they get the positronic brain working, maybe. I don't know. But okay. the, the problem is is that when we have people programming the systems, the people are programming those systems with their, their basic knowledge. And if, Correct. And if even even a, with a learning piece that goes with the AI, the AI, it, the, the programmer has to tell it what to learn, right? It has to tell it where it's going to learn. Something. And programmers, it has been come on out that programmers have biases, right? When you're programming Program, something. Everybody has biases. It, you have a bias. It, it doesn't yeah. matter what, what we're talking about. We all have biases and we can't get rid of them. There's no way of getting rid of them. So somebody's claiming that it's unbiased. It just means, it just means that it may not be readily noticeable that it's biased. But well, we all have biases. Like Pim Eyes, man, though. Like, I, so that's a very interesting idea. That's why we tried it, right? I mean, we tried it out because yeah, it was like, it, hey, let's see what but, these pictures come on up for a search. But uh, after doing a bunch of research, well, the question is, hopefully I didn't give them anything, which I didn't give them anything that I wouldn't have had already taken care of. So right. it's not a big so deal. We're, we're, we're talking about a, a, a simple program that, that's looking for specific data points on a face. Yep. And obviously, there's something very wrong with it. Yep. And if you're using it to stalk people, which yep. is one of the problems that, that this poses, is that it, I can put in somebody else's picture yep. and it's going to show me what they've been doing on the web. It's also showing me stuff that's not applicable to what I'm looking at. That's correct. That, that just does seem to be. That was a great moment there. All right, Mike. So let's talk about our NFT. We get our NFT available. So if you go to techtimeradio.com forward slash store, we have some merchandise that are being made up, but you can always... V- Bid on our NFT, and that is a picture. It looks like a picture of a Cisco uh, modem. It looks like the one here in the studio. Yes, the yeah, it's just the sketch of the modem. The sketch of the modem. All right, well, <laughs> NFTs are, are still going crazy. I, I, I every time I look up, someone's selling one for half a million dollars. And, well, it's not the it's not the the girl meme. No, it's not the girl meme. But, but this is original artwork. Oh, now we are getting in. To our pick of the day time, <laughs> David's got our music going there. He's all David is. He David's didn't even high five. Yeah. He's got a high five. He's all over this today. He got done officiating some games. He's like, I'm going to take over go. the show. No all saluting right. today. That's right. U.S. one sour mash, forty-eight dollars, eighty-six proof, produced in the state of Kentucky. Bourbon, winner of the 2019 Whiskey Exchange. What do you think? You gave it a thumbs up? Thumbs up, buddy. Mike gives it a thumbs up. 
Nathan's going to give it a thumbs up also. What I really worry about is in our second hour, going through all that whiskey. All right, talking about our second hour. We're going to be starting off. That's why the second hour is funner. That's right. We'll be talking about letters, the segment reading emails. we got our cybersecurity insurance for small business and homeowners. We're going to be talking with our uh, guest, Dan Whedon, the host of Podcast The Leech and The Shrimp Take. We have an expose on Elon Musk, so it's going to be a great second hour. Hopefully see you guys there. I'm Nathan Mum. I'm Mike Gorday. We got David Brown behind the board. Have a great day. See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on Tech Time Radio. We hope that you had a chance to have that hmm moment today in technology. The fun doesn't stop there. We recommend that you go to techtimeradio.com and join our fan list for the most important aspect of staying connected and winning some really great monthly prizes. We also have a few other ways to stay connected, including subscribing to our podcast on any podcast service from Apple to Google and everything in between. We're also on YouTube. So check us out on youtube.com slash techtimeradio, all one word. We hope you enjoyed the show as much as we did making it for you. From all of us at Tech Time Radio, remember, mum's the word. Have a safe and fantastic week. Yeah, what's going on? Hey, have you heard of Virtual PBX? No, what is that like? Virtual peanut butter and jelly? Virtual PBX provides affordable business phone plans for entrepreneurs that need a way to connect to their customers. Never give out a personal number again. They offer business telephone numbers, called forwarding, professional greetings, and so much more. Isn't that the phone you have in your office? That's correct. I have a Virtual PBX Yalink, the T21P E2. But it is the same phone that you will see on the NBC show, The Office. So when you see Dwight and Jim slamming down the phone, I have that same exact phone. Nice. Do you have a stapler and jello? It's the most important aspect of an office, making sure you have a good telephone. Yeah. And I think you can save 15% off when you sign up, right? That's correct. If you go to virtualpbx.com forward slash podcast, again, that's forward slash podcast. You can save up to 15% and you can enjoy their new flex plans starting as low as $13 per month. Well, that sounds awesome. Yes. Are you looking to start a new business or have to have professional greetings, call forwarding, texting, voicemail, virtual receptionist? If you're looking for any of those items, don't go anyplace out but virtual PBX. That sounds cool. I, I kind of want a sandwich right now. Mike wants a sandwich and you deserve a better IP phone solution. Visit Virtual PBX. Visit them at virtualpbx.com forward slash podcast. Coming to you from the shores of the Pacific Northwest. Keeping you up to date on technology while enjoying a little whiskey on the side. With leading edge topics along with special guests to navigate technology in a segmented stylized radio program. The information that will make you go, hmm. Pull up a seat, raise a glass with our hosts as we spend the next hour talking about technology for the common person. Welcome to Tech Time Radio with Nathan Mum. Welcome to Tech Time Radio with Nathan Mum, the show that makes you go, hmm. Techno- Tech Time Plus. Tech Time Plus, technology news of the week. I'm your host, Nathan Moe. we got Mike Roday here and David Brown in the studios. We are the show for the everyday common person with insightful segments and subjects that will be trending the mainstream media in the weeks to come. Hey, you you got that one pretty good. I got that pretty good. That's See, all you have to do is slow down. You just got to slow down. All right. So I'm Nathan Mum. Welcome to our show. It airs from 4 to 6 p.m. on Saturday. If you are watching the show 
uh, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday at, or Saturday at a different time than this, guess what? You're watching a rebroadcast. So to stay up on all the latest information, if you go to techtimeradio.com, then you'll have all that information available for you. I'm glad I'm glad you explained that to me. <laughs> well, I just want to make sure. I, I, I'm, <laughs> In case you're watching thank, today, thank Saturday from 2 o'clock, you know, it's not quite 4 o'clock yet. So yep. live show, we're glad to be here. On today's show... Uh, our second hour, we have letters to the segment, reading this week's email scams and funny phishing attempts. We'll be talking about cybersecurity insurance for small businesses a bit and specifically for homeowners. We have Dan Weeding, the host of the podcast Unleash and podcast Shrimp Tank. I've been on both of those. Great guy. He's going to come on in here and he's going to be talking specifically about insurance, how you can protect yourself because it's actually now moved into the, the private, home. The private the private sector. sector. At first, yeah. you used to think, oh, I only need it for my business, right? Well, no. And we'll kind of go through a whole scenario and see what happens and what you're going to need to take care of that. And and we have an expose on Elon Musk. We're going to be talking about him. He's on Saturday Night Live tonight. He's going to be hosting tonight. He's hosting tonight, Saturday Night Live. So if you're catching this ahead of time right now, live, and you go and you take a look at it, guess what? You're going to be able to see and have some information. If not, and you watched him, and you wanted some more background information of what he's doing, uh, it's been a big controversy. He is not a star. So there are people that are coming out of the woodwork saying, why is Elon Musk on Saturday Night Live? We want an actor. Know. We want somebody else. You Why know what? Is the sky blue. You know what? I, I'll say this: Elon Musk is a hero. He employs almost five hundred thousand people directly and indirectly with all of his initiatives that he does. Uh-huh. So he helps provide jobs for people. You know what? Is that no, your take on it? That's my take on it. You think so you that's his? You think that's him doing that, or well, his businesses do. So I consider that a hero enough to be on Saturday Night Live. So you so, can. Okay. So now he's with Miley Cyrus. So what so a he, train wreck! So he's got <laughs> he's got Miley Cyrus doing music tonight. So oh, so who knows? I mean, it, it could really go off the wall. So I'm pretty excited about watching that tonight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay. Sure I got my DVR. All right. Now, if you'd like to be a part of our show. You can always reach us on Twitter, and if you go to hashtag Tech Time Radio, put a tweet out there. We will read it on the air as it's going on, and we'll also uh, comment on that. If you are watching our live stream at techtimeradio.com, you click on that big stream button in the middle of the screen. You can watch us live, or you can always go to Twitch TV, uh, twitch.tv forward slash techtimeradio and watch us there also, mm-hmm. and YouTube, and Facebook, and everywhere else in between if there's a social not media site. But not pinch. No, we're not Pinterest. But we do have an Instagram site, so you can you can see pictures that we post. Here. Yeah, there we go. All right. So as we start each of our second hour shows, we're going to start off with our conversation cards gonna... presented to us by the Love Shack on KKNW. So we're going to open this up. We got Mike, our, our bromance cards. Yeah. So this is all right. We got Mike on the deal. We got David on the deal. And here's the question to start the show: What do you believe to be the greatest invention of all time? You're up first, Mike. Oh, gosh. Greatest invention the of all greatest time. The greatest invention of all time. Yes. Okay, I think it's something. I, I, yeah, I'm trying. Okay, I'll, I'll start it off. <laughs> What's, what do you think is the greatest invention? Indoor plumbing. Plumbing. The idea right. of having plumbing so I can have a shower, so I can have the That's ability. That's a good one. I, I, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was thinking, see, I was thinking about technology in, in the modern age. Okay, well, you I, are talking plumbing, about stuff that's plumbing's been around pretty forever. Cool, right? Plumbing's pretty cool. <laughs> if you didn't have plumbing, I wouldn't be able well, to take yeah. a shower. You know, you know, I used to work as a plumber. No, no, I, I come from I come from very rural places. So okay. I've, I've actually been in houses that had an outhouse. An outhouse. 
Yeah, that did not have indoor plumbing. Oh, no. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. So I'm going to steal yours. So that explains a lot about us. Okay, all right, David, going to to you. All right, I'm going to stick with the theme of our show, and I'm just going to say it because I'll (laughs) hold it right here. I like that. Cell phone. Oh, a cell phone. I mean, you can contact anybody anywhere. Back in the days, like when I was a kid, you know. You had to memorize phone numbers. I had to memorize phone numbers and call the old rotary dial. Yep. And even the push buttons. Remember having to call somewhere? It's like, yeah, I'm at so and so's house, mom. I'm fine, thank you. But you know what's horrible about cell phones, though? I don't know anybody's phone number anymore. I just got a picture. I if, I, if I don't have the normal. picture, is that normal? That, that's normal. That we we've taken away that that need. So and see, here's the that's the problem with this kind of stuff is that we advance this technology. Yeah. And people understand the technology only in that context. Yeah, but nothing's that's better. We, but that's why we, because that's why we have people who don't know where. Do you realize your from. cell phone has more technology than the very first rocket that went to the yeah, moon? Yeah, absolutely. The and first manned mission. You know that they still use that same technology today. Yeah. You know why? Because it's more reliable. <laughs> there, there's some of the so old technology think, yeah, does work really well. I'm going to say my greatest. I think the greatest invention is video games. So. Video games? Yeah. I'm okay. Just oh, there you that, go. That, that sounds. That, that sounds was really such good. a big part of my childhood. <laughs> Sea of Thieves, that must be the, the, the greatest no, no. of all time. How about the Atari? The Atari 2600? Oh, yeah. man. That was that I, was it. The red button up at the top right. there. The joystick, oh, red button, oh. and the paddle for the yes. driving game. Dri- Did you ever play uh, the baseball game where if you hit the home run right up the middle, you had to hit it right down the middle? It was Atari's baseball game. Oh, and yeah, I remember that. three guys in the outfield or three guys in the field, and essentially if you hit the ball straight down the middle, it was a home run. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I, I remember yeah. playing that. All right. Okay. Well, are we done now, with that question? Yes, we are. Now Thank let's you. get our episode going here. So we are going to be starting out with our new segment, specifically talking about scams, phishing emails, and the mistruths of illegitimate email. All right. Do you know how tough that was to find that on the internet? That uh, took some while to do that. Yeah, well, that's fun. All right, here we go. Store that our, was the greatest invention all, of all time right there. What's that, YouTube? Letters. Or letters? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Remember Johnny Carson used to do letters on he, the- He did the- Karnak. He Karnak. did the great Karnak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Him and Ed McMahon. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. All right. So here's email to Nathan Mom at- Oh, I can't just put it say it. All right, here we go. <laughs> Response. My family and I have decided to donate one million USD to you. With no links or anything oh, to click on. That's they awesome. Just sent it they to just me. sent you an email. Yeah, Leanna West at NEMR.net. I guess if you want to say that you're Nathan Mum, then you can get yourself a million dollars. Did you answer she, them back? I did not answer them back. Oh, no, I did not. It. All right, here we go. Letter- what, what do you think they're at looking for there? What um, do you think they're, they're They're looking for me to respond. Active, you think that's an active email yep. fish? So that's a so the idea of this is if I respond to it, they will then they know will then know that you that you, email is valid. Right. So we talked about a, that last yep, week. Yep. So this is just a searching email. Uh, number two, now this is a little bit you have received a fax document. From pdf.sm.doc.delivery. Um, when you actually look at the email, it's red5000 at ozoneassociates.com, but it says searchable document, five pages, PDF, view the document. Now, when you click on this document, and they included a bunch of different stuff about bonus miles and a bunch of other mm-hmm. stuff that I could do here from the American Express National Bank in Atlanta, Georgia, which doesn't exist. 
But essentially, they're hoping that I click on this link because what it does is it downloads a PDF file to my machine. First, the PDF is, is secure and there's no problems with it. But if I open up the PDF, that's that's what there's a link the in there that automatically loads a virus specifically onto my machine. It'll load in the background, so I won't even know that it's taken care of. And then it will alert this user that I have essentially been uh, compromised and they can continue to load software on my machine itself. So don't okay. listen to the bank. So, bad so, bank. Yeah, bad. So... This is this is a PDF scam. PDF scam. PDF that gets sent to you from a, a faxed. It's a fax document, but it's a PDF. It says that it has SharePoint online in there, so it's got a bunch of different ideas. SharePoint you, I mean, doesn't point, send you the point, faxes. The point here is that we need to pay attention to what we're getting. Yes, and where we're getting it from. Yep, and just not automatically click on this because we all we all think pdf is a safe format to use right it's not so a pdf is a nice compressed format but not safe completely to be used you're right. correct all right two more here and we'll get coinbase now we talk about coinbase as oh, our yay. deal so i had a coinbase email just so happened to pop up in my deal um not from coinbase at all it essentially says unusual activity detected now take a look at this this is why would you think that, hey, that, that looks a, like a dot matrix printer? Yeah, why would you think that that's a legitimate? There's no way that that would be a legitimate. And hopefully, the, the camera can take a look at that. A legitimate email to begin with because there's bad fonts and everything. But essentially, there's a verify my account. So I clicked on the verify I my account. I would totally fall for that one. <laughs> so I clicked on it. Guess what happens when it opens the verify account? Doesn't even take me to Coinbase. If you're going to do the work to have a spam go out there, you go need ahead. to have a, a clone. At least, yeah, at least look at the blue color that's available there. It goes it to it goes it to a brown site and it says username and it says password. Yeah. So it's not even Coinbase, nothing affiliated with Coinbase, a brown but, page completely but different. But still, here's the site, here's some psychology that about it. Yeah. People may not understand that. Yep. Especially if they're not as Technical? Technical. So they, they think they're going to the site just because they're told to. We have we have this problem with where we believe stuff that's online that we we automatically take it. I would hope if I was smart enough to create an account on Coinbase to trade crypto that I wouldn't I, I would I hope, would, hope, I would so. hope so, but obviously the the thing is is that the fact that this exists this works because somebody has to have done somebody it. Has yep, done somebody it. has done it. All right, last email that we have here on our letter segment, we have from kw nine zero two at gmail on behalf of Alice G nine eight seven seven six C at gmail. All right, Alice. Uh, month of May proposal update. Check out and become interested. Was the title? I'm excited to find this. Tuesday, May fourth, two thousand and twenty one. Hello, my investment proposal offer to you. Now, you is spelled you, just not, not, just, y- yeah, not, it's, not it's Y-O-U. Text, it's a you. text speak, huh? All right. I am writing this proposal to seek your partnership assistance this day. I've decided to write you this email to seek your personal assistance after a search that I made in I is lowercase. I inherited a sum of 800 million euros oh, wow. left behind by my late husband, which he planned to, to invest. dollar dude. Well, so, so <laughs> my late husband, which he planned, so- the, the name looks like a, a, a male name, but that's okay. Uh, late husband, which planned to invest before he died. Meanwhile, I am ready to offer you 20% of the total fund if you're willing to assist me in this transaction. Respond back this, urgently, This sounds please. like a variation of the Prince one. 
So this is a variation of the Prince one because I haven't gotten any of those Prince ones for a while. So yes, this is a I variation. Everybody's, everybody's it, figured that one out. Yeah, they figured that one out. So this essentially what they wanted me to do is respond. And then as soon as I respond, they would have called me or they would have reached out to me to try to say, hey, you know what? We need to do some transfer here. I want to send it all to you, but I need to make sure that I have some money to do that because I just have $800 million. I don't have enough money to transfer that fund to you, so I need you help to send that I need that your me. help, yeah. That's right. All right. So well, that- that's a that's another one of those verification emails, right? That's a verify my, this is an active email, and then we'll and, and then, then we'll, we'll try to later. And then we'll try to scam you later, if that's right. All right. Don't well, get we're- me about my email. I hate my email. <laughs> that's right. Okay. We're going to head out, out to a break here for our first commercial <laughs> break. When we come on back, we're going to be talking about cybersecurity insurance and what you should do as a homeowner. We have Dan Weeding joining us as a special guest to talk about this. Uh, I'm Nathan Mum. We got Mike Roday here, David Brown behind the board. Thank you for listening to Tech Time Radio. Hey, honey, did you hear what I heard? Hmm, what's that, babe? I heard Mike over there at Tech Time Radio. He's he's like battling the he's or he's in the like that the, you know the, the swimming with the sharks in that singles arena, if you will. You know? Oh, bless his heart! Oh. And I also heard, like you did, that maybe things aren't going so great. You know what he needs, babe? I think he needs to spend a little time in Love Shack. Yeah, the Love Shack. The Love Shack that airs every Thursday at 1 p.m. PST on KKNW 1150. Come on, Mike. Come on over and join. We gotcha. Upper Left Corner is a PNW true crime podcast now streaming on all major podcast platforms. If you get excited when your favorite true crime podcast tells a story about a place that you've been to or the town that you live in, then Upper Left Corner podcast is for you. Each week, I tell you a story of a crime that has taken place in the PNW and give you background about the town the crime occurred in. If you like true crime, check out Upper Left Corner podcast now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more. Ace Hardware is a helpful place with prompt, friendly service, knowledge, and the little things that make a big difference. Service. Selection. Advice. Community involvement. Competitive prices. Convenience. Located near you. And the things you need, such as... House keys. Lawn and garden. Plumbing. Electrical. Hardware. Grills. Outdoor living supplies. And even nuts and bolts. When you visit Ace Hardware, you'll be greeted at the door and given the help you need. So come visit us at Ace Hardware in Evergreen Way in Everett, Lake Stevens, and now Stanley. Ace is the place it's perfect music to come back to after yeah. sipping some whiskey That's for good. the first That's hour and the second music. show. That's right. All right. Welcome back to Tech Time Radio with Nathan Mum. I'm your host of the show. Well, Boy, that was, that was fun. That was a little Worked work for you, didn't it? <laughs> That's right. All right. If you would like to join us right now, we ask you to jump on the phone at 425-373-5527 or 188-298-KKNW because if you have a question for Dan Weeding regarding some cybersecurity insurance, this would be a great time to pop on and ask them. But at this time, we are going to start our next segment. This is a segment we call Ask the Experts. All right, we have Dan Whedon joining the show. Dan is an experienced entrepreneur, author, and award-winning international speaker has passion for consulting, developing, and guiding entrepreneurs and business professionals. He has helped drive growth, performance, and resilience, as well as 300 small and mid-sized companies across the country with all type of industry information. Dan is also a commercial insurance broker affiliated with First Underwriters Insurance. That's why he's on the show. Uh, Dan consults and buys insurance for his clients, including cyber liability. He has authored three LinkedIn learning courses on risk management, insurance, and business continuity plans. 
Uh, his schedule is packed. He is a graduate from the University of Washington. He was inducted into the Million Dollar Consultant Hall of Fame. Mm. And he's a buddy of mine that we do a lot of uh, business together. And he's a part of our Provisor Seattle One group. So that's like this little the knickknack high-end uh, consultant slash attorney slash more attorney slash more attorney slash more attorney. And then you? And, and, and then they got the tech guy. So actually they got like... We have like two tech guys. So we got like Jake Bernstein. He's this tech guy and he does uh, some legal aspects and they got myself. So we actually have some pretty good tech guys in this group. But yeah, we just listen to essentially just lawyers just talk all day long about their stuff. So. Okay. All right. Well, fun. so I'm glad he can join us. He's not a lawyer. So that's fantastic. <laughs> Dan, welcome to the show. I am not. Yes, I uh, I was going to say I am not a lawyer. That's right. So yeah. that's why that's why he's on our show. We haven't had any lawyers. We're not having a lawyer. We haven't had any lawyers. I'm not a cat. That's right. Okay. Thank you, David. <laughs> all right. Well, Dan, welcome to the show. So we got lots to talk about. And so I appreciate you joining. Now, you are a host of, I'll just make these plugs right now. He's the Shrimp Tank, which is a podcast that he does, and then he's also un, uh, unplugged, right? So tell un- unleashed, us, unleashed. Sorry, unleashed, unleashed the yes, podcast. Unleashed the podcast. That's yep. right. So tell us a little bit about that before we get started with all of our other grillions of of questions. Well, before I get to that, I, I do have to bring something up, guys, because I, I checked out last week's show uh-huh. and I saw that your guest brought Johnny Walker Blue. He did with him. He did. Yeah, and so I said, oh. This is how we're rolling. So I brought with me my own oh, whiskey. Perfect. Okay. And what, what is what that? You, you... This is this is one of my podcast sponsors, Scratch Distillery out of Edmonds. This is Edmonds Finest, Scratch Distillery Whiskey. It is fantastic. So I thought, you know, I just wanted to be one of the guys. There you go. You know, I just want to want to make sure and then i saw your 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 bottle there and so i thought well i came to the right place that's right so, you totally so did. so now we don't need to get that down david scratch uh scratch whiskey edmonds. distillery scratch yeah distillery we'll, in edmonds we'll call them up and ask them if they can yep. uh, uh if they want to put one of their bottles on the show yeah that would be awesome yeah it would be all right okay great so yeah so thank you for that i i, I do have two podcasts you're right and, and nathan you've been on both of them i have uh the first one is a shrimp tank podcast. It's a nationally syndicated podcast. We're in about a dozen cities. Uh, I have the Seattle podcast, and we interview CEOs, entrepreneurs, business owners uh, about their business and and everything about them. And then unleash the podcast. I tend to interview experts. I did have Nathan on, which which I thought was a was a smart move by me. But uh, <laughs> uh, I have some experts on who help those business people around issues like tech. Like so tech. those are the those are the two podcasts that I have. So you see, I don't really talk about tech as much on this show because I'm the host. So I bring in people we, to talk about it because yeah. whenever Nick, well, you're uh, he he, I, he we hosts, all know we all know you're you're pretty savvy. I'm pretty savvy. I, I'm okay. Yes, I'll say that I can I'll, hold I'll, my I'll own. Pl- I'll plug you against. That's most a people. heck of a testimony. I'm okay. <laughs> I like that. You might want to <laughs> run with it. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> all right. So so let's talk about this. I'm going to set the sure. stage. So here's what we got going on. You sit down for your morning coffee, right? You open up your personal that's, laptop. That's my favorite time of the day. Uh, I, I did it this morning, too. A little story yeah. coffee. To, that's, the to first, start. that's my first. I, I think that's probably pretty generic. All right. So now time. I open up my personal laptop, and there's a file on there that's in one of my files that looks like it's locked. I click on the message in my inbox. All of a sudden, it says my files are encrypted on my personal computer, and if I want to unlock them, 
I have to pay $10,000 in Bitcoin within 24 hours, or if I don't, the payment will go up to $50,000. Now, on my laptop, my personal laptop, I have my personal taxes. Mm -hmm. I have some photos of loved ones that are original digital posts that I have not uploaded to the cloud. Mm -hmm. I got a big presentation for one of the clients next week. Okay. What do I do? It's not a work laptop, right? So I can't just... Is Go it, and say, hey, work, what happened to this? no longer available on the cloud because you did all your backing up? Well, so, so I'm in good uh, shape because <laughs> I back up all my data to OneDrive, and we've talked uh, about yeah, that on right. our previous deal. So, and so do you now, too. So yeah. you got all your data you backed up. You know what up, I so, do? What's that? F you. I'm going to throw my computer out. <laughs> yeah, so you get all upset. And so, But now let's talk about cyber extortion specifically at your personal computer because this is not a business computer, and you have the decision. One, are you going to pay the fine? Well, the, or you're not going to pay the fine. Is this something that I need to worry about as a person? Absolutely, a personal user of a of a computer. Absolutely. You know what? Two years ago, I'd say no. Now, specifically with the COVID nineteen situation where everybody's worked from home, how many people have their personal laptop opening up business email? How many people have a personal laptop That's and a, a work laptop? So this so, is a huge. So market. they're taking advantage of the COVID situation. It's, a, it's called, on the dark web, it's called a quick hit and run. So that, that, there's actually a term for this nice. specifically for consumers. And what they do is they ask for lower values. So the 10000 is probably a pretty high value. Most of the time they ask for about 2500 to five, $5,000, and they want you to pay quickly so that you can get things taken care of, up and running again, and then you're done. So it's a quick... It's a quick hit and run. You try to get money real quick. You try to run from it. It's not normally that sophisticated. So sometimes you could actually take your computer to an expert and they could probably decrypt some of the items, but you don't know what's happening. So we asked our expert here, Dan, to join us. Dan, tell us a little bit about your insurance company. And I have a bunch of questions that will specifically address what we need to do for our personal PCs. So, and I, I, I want to answer that case study too. So I, I do work for First Underwriters Insurance. I'm based out of Paulsbo, although uh, I can I can work with anybody in, in this state and, and many other states. And one of the areas that I focus on is cyber insurance for businesses. Now, I know we're going to talk a lot about personal uses, but but in your example that you just gave, I think I heard you say, well, this is a personal insurance this is a personal uh, computer so yep. i can't go to my to my either my employer or my business insurance i hear you say that yeah that, that's correct that that's right? exactly what our scenario so is i'm 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 going to push back with byod and that's not bring your own drink oh okay byod <laughs> darn uh, byod is bring your own device so when you when you mention hey my my proposal coming up next week or my sales presentation that's gone too. Well, this really became an issue uh, during the pandemic in 2020. And BYOD, bring your own device, is a is, is a coverage. It's not automatic, but it is a coverage on business policies for cyber. So that says that if I'm if I'm the boss, and I sent you two guys, my employees, to go work from home. And by the way, that happened quite a bit. Yep. And your work, I, I'm not going to pay to outfit your home. I say, Mike, Nathan, please use your own computers. We'll, we'll pay you. We'll do whatever. We'll get you set up. 
my cyber policy needs to have an endorsement on there. If it's not built in already, some are, but some need to be endorsed called bring your own device. And that says whomever in my employ using their own personal device, there's coverage available. Now I'm going to be very strict on this. There's coverage for the employer. There's not necessary. There's not coverage for the employee. And I want to, we'll get to that with, with cyber insurance for personal in just a second. Okay. But the reason that's important is that there could be liability. Oh, you know, you, we, we think about first party. I'm going to talk about first and third party. I'm not an attorney, but I am an insurance broker. First party is your stuff. Third party is somebody else's where you have liability, where maybe somebody else's personal identifiable information, maybe a client, maybe an employee got compromised. But that bring your own device will cover the third party liability. So that that part of it's there. Now, the bigger issue that you you are entirely correct on is the first party, my 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 pictures, yep. uh, the things that I didn't upload, my finance, my financial piece, the finance. What what about that? What about all my banking information? That is that is a problem. And when you're talking about personal uh, insurance for cyber, I, I got to tell you, uh, it's in its infancy right now. It's not anywhere near where business is, and and it, and it's a a problem that needs to be addressed and and is being addressed with some companies but certainly uh has a ways to go so forbes did an article in march specifically yeah. on uh homeowners and what they should have and what they shouldn't have as a part of their homeowner policies and so yeah. it gets very mucky because some of the homeowner policies would include this as extortion and different areas that you can include in a policy but a lot of them now are specifically admitting anything that would have to do with your own personal insurance. So let me ask you a question, Dan. What is your opinion on homeowners having cyber insurance specifically for themselves, not just for their business, but right. specifically for themselves? Well, my my opinion is they need to have it. But But here's the problem. You guys probably watch television, sports on television like I do. Yep. Uh, during a normal four-hour telecast of an NFL game, how many insurance <laughs> commercials have you seen? Well, you see a Geico. Yeah, you see you see a Geico one. That, that you pops see a Geico. Up. You see Progressive. Progress. You see State Farm. Yep. You see all, and, and you see you got you know, Jake Patrick from Mahomes State Farm, and, right? Right. Flow. So you you, yep. you see all of those. Yep. How many of them are talking about cyber policies for your homeowner's insurance? None. None. Zero. Yeah, the, the the next one I see will be the first, Correct. which which tells you that <laughs> the the average insurance provider for homeowners insurance doesn't have it available. The Forbes the Forbes uh, article is excellent. They talked about Chubb, right? And we yep. know Chubb in the business market uh, does it. And we know Chubb in the in the personal market does it. They yep. talked about AIG. Yep. They talked about Pure. Uh, there are a number of other companies, but that was that's kind of a short list. The thing that is consistent with the companies I just named, do you know who they want to insure? They want to insure the high net worth individual. Those policies usually have or require 
a, a dwelling of 1.5 million at the bottom level and up. So I heard you talking about the rate. This is for the common person, right? Yep. Uh, you know, most people are not going to fall in that range. And so they don't even have the opportunity to get it. To get it. All right. So how does, let, let's go to question number two. How does personal, so let's say we could get it. How does yep. personal cyber insurance work compared to a business version of the process of this? So how would it work? So if I get well, compromised, what would I do? Can, can you kind of go through that, like that process of what I would do with this insurance? Yeah, what well, you know, obviously, uh, it starts with a call to the insurance company, and 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 really, Nathan, to answer your question, it should work very similarly to how a business policy would work. What the insurance companies all are having on the business side, and and I see this in transition as they go personal, is they're going to have a cyber coach. They're going to have a twenty four seven hotline that you call the immediately, hey, we need $10,000. That That's your first call. It's not your insurance broker. Uh, you know, it's, it's your, not, it's not even the bank. It's your, it's your uh, cyber coach at the insurance company. Hopefully you have that 800 number handy. So you make the call in and then they should be able to walk you through the process of what you do next. Now uh, you might be saying, well, what coverages do you have? Well, you're going to have coverages on things like your financial information because you're concerned that if somebody get hacked into that, they may be able to get your usernames and passwords to, to your banks or credit unions or investments, whatever that is. So you have concern over that. There is also a concern about reputation. You know, yep. reputation damage, uh, regardless of what, if whether you're a business owner or not, you may have a, a personal reputation that's at stake. You, you have concern from a third party perspective of what happens now? Are all my friends going to be now hit? Am I responsible for that? And there's another one that be, has become a, a, an important personal insurance concern with cyber, and that's cyber bullying. I mean, let's face it. Uh, you know, my kids are now adults, but I, I remember when they were in high school and uh, it was actually pre a lot of Facebook stuff. Yep. Uh, Cyberbullying has become a huge deal in junior highs and maybe even younger. Yep. You know, what happens on that? The other area that you're seeing cyberbullying, believe it or not, is in a, with, with adults uh, and coworkers. So those are areas that a cyber policy should deal with some of them like i said they're in their infancy and they're they're kind of growing this but those are areas that a an individual would have concerns about and would want a policy to be able to not only pay in 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 the event that they've had a financial loss but really guys more importantly deal with the actual thing as it's happening deal with the crisis that's happening what do i do now not going to pay the not yep. going to pay the ransom, but what is it that I do next? And that's where the business cyber policies are leading when you're going to see, I think what you're going to see is the personal policies taking a very similar tact. All right. So this subject's worth exploring because I got a question that I want to ask, but we are up on a commercial break. So okay. Dan, can you hang on through us through a commercial break and we'll come back into this for our next segment. And here's what I want you to think about. If does this coverage that I can get as personal does it cover my household? And what about my son that's in college? 
If he's a remote, is it able to get it for myself? Is it for the whole family? If he's at college in the compromise, is there an assurance that can take care of that? Or does he have to be in my house? And with that, we're going to go to a commercial break. I'm Nathan Mum. We got Tech Time Radio and we'll be right back with our guest, Dan Whedon. Hello, my name is Arthur, and my life's work is connecting people with coffee. Story Coffee is a small batch specialty coffee company that uses technology to connect people to each product resource, which allows farmers to unlock their economic freedom. Try our medium roast founder series coffee, which is an exotic bourbon variety that is smooth, fresh, and elegant at storycoffee.com. That's S-T-O-R-I coffee.com. Today, you can get your first bag free when you subscribe at storycoffee.com with code TECHTIME. That's S-T-O-R-I coffee.com. Hi, this is Lisa Downs, host of Reigniting You, a new show here on KKNW that explores a variety of topics and timely issues for making mid to late career transitions. I'll be here every Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock bringing you guest interviews, career transition advice, and great stories to guide you to what's next in your career and life. Gain a renewed sense of purpose for your next phase with a positive, forward-looking approach. Get ready to be re-energized, recharged, and reignited Wednesdays at 3 o'clock. Hello, Seattle. How would you like to have immediate and easy access to your live EKG and heart rate data? Your data right at your fingertips and with no need to hook up wires and leads or be strapped to a machine at the doctor's office. The new Pulse device from Vivomi continuously tracks your EKG and displays this data on your mobile phone. Have you ever wondered how your EKG and heart rate behaves when you're exercising at the gym, navigating the stressful demands of the workday, or just getting the kids ready for school or relaxing at home? The Pulse is a different kind of wearable, and you can experience this difference by going to www.vivomi.com and ordering your device today. Welcome back to Tech Time Radio with Nathan Mum. We're excited to have our guest, Dan Whedon, on the show. And on the last segment, we were talking about cyber insurance, and we were I asked him a question specifically that we were going to come back to, so... Um, Dan, thank you for joining us very much from First Underwriters. That's correct? That is correct. All right. So do you think, I have a question. All right, Mike. Do you think that the more people that start getting these policies uh, actually will encourage more of this illegal behavior, or is it the other way around? So interesting that you ask that. Because that's a good question. That's that's what was being asked about three years ago with business insurance cyber policies, because at the time there was well less than fifty percent of small businesses were even buying cyber, and and one of the questions was, well, if I buy it, am I going to be a target? Well, <laughs> you know, the the reality is is as as you all have you've mentioned in your shows, and 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 I hear from. Uh, tech experts all over the place. This is happening. This this is happening, and and I don't believe that the criminals care whether there's insurance or not. Uh, you know, so the reality is is that I believe that both on a personal and a business standpoint, this is this is the most important insurance you can have. It really is because it has a higher likelihood of happening than say a fire. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody buys fire insurance, right? Well, uh, the, 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 the statistics show you're only about seven, about a 15 to 17% chance of having a fire in your lifetime. Right. What, what are the chances on having a cyber attack or 
maybe a cyber criminal just kind of hanging out behind the the proverbial rock inside here, you know, waiting for something good to happen. So I don't think that um, the criminals care about the insurance part of it. I think they're going to do what they do. And it's and it becomes important for all of us to not only do a great job on the hygiene side of it so that we're not clicking on those links that I heard earlier on your mail segment, but you got to have insurance as well because some of that will get through no matter how good you are. All right. So let me ask that question about, uh, so, so I have a son at college, right? Yeah. And I, I get a personal liability. And and so maybe for the common everyday person, maybe not all the policies are are available now, but I do know that the Chubb one, I think, the Chubb yep. one, I don't think there's a limitation of your house property value. I don't know. I didn't do 100% of research in that, but I am a big Chubb uh, believer. I like a lot of their policies that they do. Would it cover me if I had a policy like this for my son at college? Sure. So it's going to actually go to the definition of who is an insured okay. in your policy. Okay. And the definition of insured is all household members. And that includes... Uh, children who are still considered to be dependent on you, even if they are away at college. Uh, and, and in some cases, uh, even after they may come back, there's, there's not necessarily an age issue is, is if they're living is if they're, you know, you have a 32 year old living at home. Uh, they're part of the household. They're a family member. They're related and they're part of the family. So the answer to your question is, if you have a son or daughter away at college and they have their laptop and, and you're paying for all, you're paying for school, of you're course. paying for the laptop, they're dependent on you. Okay. You have them on your taxes, all of that. Uh, the, they're considered an insured. And in so doing so, you have coverage for anything that your homeowner's policy is going to pay for, including the cyber. All right. Shoo. All right, you sweating there? Well, I don't know. I, well, yeah, I don't know. I would, I would hate to have that uh, uh, be an issue there. All right, so can I, can I, can I add one, one quick thing? Sure. Okay. So it's really important. I mean, you know, the questions you ask are really good. Is there coverage? Here's the big deal for anybody listening to this. Every policy, especially cyber, is is, is are not they're not homogenous. They're all going to be different. And uh, it's easy to say, well, there's coverage here, there's coverage not. I can easily tell you the definition of insured. But it becomes really important to ask your broker specific questions like you're asking me that relay to that policy. One day, I believe all these policies will be much more in line. And you're going to see, just like you see today in, in all the other coverages, you're going to see some, some uh, similarities. That's not the case today. Standardization is that what you're talking about? Right. Yeah. You'll see. You insurance is great at standardizing. Once they figured it out, it took three years, three to four years on the business. That's about where we are. And I've seen a lot of research saying that you're looking at about 2025 before the insurance companies kind of have an idea of what the heck's going on and how they're going to do this on the personal side. So if I wanted to get cyber insurance right now for my personal side. Would I who who would be an expert to contact? So if I wanted to do that, would that be yourself? Would that be somebody else? Who who would I go to, to to find out more information specifically personally about getting some cyber liability insurance? Well, yeah, I'd love I'd love for people to contact me. That would be great because I am an insurance broker. But contact your insurance agent or insurance broker. 
whether they are a direct writer, like for State Farm Farmers, Allstate, I don't know them as well as I do the independent side. Ask them specifically, is there any coverage outside of some built-in identity theft, which is uh, which is more ubiquitous? A lot of a lot of uh, policies have that. Do I have anything? And and be real specific for ransomware. Do I have any 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 coverage for my for my liability? And do I have any coverage for damage to my to my hardware, to my machine, to loss of, of anything. Do I have that currently? And if the if you don't, then ask your, your agent, especially if they're an independent agent, do you have any companies that do? Might be willing to pay more on the auto part of it if I can get this, right? So I might be willing to pay, to pay more in other areas. Uh, who do you have in your office that offers it? So we carry Chubb, we carry AIG, uh, you know, those those have it. Uh, other companies we have don't. And so it really becomes incumbent to ask the right questions. Do do we have it now? Yes or no. And if we don't, uh, who do you have in your office that you can you can help us with? All right. So Dan said the, the key word there, Dan, you 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 provide Chubb uh, insurance through yourself. Is that correct? Correct. All right. So well, let me just tell you, as a technology expert. There are two, and I'm going to go off a little script here. This is <laughs> what I would recommend to all high net worth individuals, all regular individuals. There's two insurances that I like for cyber insurance, and I always recommend these to business. Chubb is number one, and Travelers is number two. And Travelers only with their new updated documentation for cybersecurity in their business area. But let me tell you this. Forget all of those. <coughs> if you have a question, Dan is local in the Seattle market, but you can work in Another 38 states or how many different states can you work in, Dan? <laughs> uh, right now, about five. About five uh, states? But okay. I, wow. But I, That's I, quite I, a difference. I, 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 okay, well, I, I was shooting high. Okay, I was going. I was going. So five other That's states. That's optimism. So, I haven't so, even been to 38 states yet. I'm working on that. I'm 29. Okay, so, so the five states. The five states. Let's give, give you us need, a, you need to get a, give, You need to get on that licensing. That's stuff. right. So okay. I've got, yeah, I've got Alaska, Oregon, California, uh, Washington, of course, and believe it or not, North Carolina. North Carolina, oh, wow. oh, uh, the Tar that's, Heels. That's Maybe an, he's a Tar Heels fan. That's an okay. oddball. Well, All right, I actually had a, I had an opportunity there, so I, I I quickly became licensed. Let's just say that. All, All right, right, I got it. So, give Dan Whedon a call to get coverage if your provider doesn't have coverage. Right, this is something that everybody needs to get almost immediately, in my opinion, right now. If you're a personal homeowner and the the costs are not as expensive as you may what if, think, what if I'm not a personal homeowner? What what if you renting? Should, are you renting? Yeah, what if uh, I'm absolutely. Just yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you renters and, and yeah, if, it's, if it, yeah, rent uh, yeah, <coughs> renters insurance is identical to homeowners insurance, with the big exception of we're not we're not insuring a building on this. So a renters insurance would have the same opportunities. All, All right. right, Dan, how can I get a hold of you if I'm listening on the radio and I'm in Boston. I guess I'm in trouble unless I contact you and you get licensed there. <laughs> but if I'm in local in the Pacific Northwest area, how would I get a hold of you? Couple of, couple of ways. Phone is is great. I, I actually do pick up the phone and answer text 360-271-1592. Uh, email is danw at firstunderwriters.com. Okay. All right. Dan, nice. thank you so much for being a part of Tech Time Radio. I appreciate thank all you. that you do. Uh, again, Dan Whedon is a guy that you can get personal insurance coverage from. Chubbs 
is by far the best to get for this type of insurance. At this point in your life, of anybody's age, whether you're 18 years old, whether you're 25 years old, whether you're 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, go on out. It's inexpensive to get personal liability insurance. It's like renter's insurance costs because nobody knows what it is now, and they're covering everything. So essentially, if you're going to have a compromise happen to yourself, everything will be covered. Get it now. Uh, Chubb is the only company that you should get it from. But Chubb's, uh, Chubb is, is the are, best. Are they co- paying you? No. No, but they are by far the best to get from, and they are, again, the leaders in this. Go and get that taken care of. If, you're, if your local insurance provider doesn't do that, then give Dan a call and have him provide it to you on the side. All right. We're going to head out on a commercial break. When we come on back, we got a segment that we're doing with Elon Musk, and essentially it is an expose of all of his Ooh. projects he's working on. TheForgivenPodcast.com. Prepare yourself for a forgiveness experience. The Forgiven Podcast retells Bible scandals in a more modern setting, focusing on forgiveness in a council culture. This series will touch on forgiveness by dramatizing some of the most scandalous stories in the Bible. Look at stories of David and Bathsheba, Joseph and his brother, Joseph and Potiphar's wife, and of course, Samson and Delilah, presented in a modern-day audio drama. Tune in to hear these stories, unlike you've ever heard them before. The season has already started, and it features seven scripted episodes, followed by bonus episodes, including readings, sermonettes, and gospel music. Listen seven days a week for seven weeks for a forgiveness experience. Theforgivenpodcast.com. Prepare yourself for a forgiveness experience. And remember, you too can be forgiven. Your business deserves the same expertise as that of a Fortune 500 company. If you need a CIO-level service, why hire a full-time staff member at $250,000 a year when you can get this on-demand service for fractions of the cost? As your CIO on demand, we'll give you the steps you need to take so as to minimize interruption to your business and profitability and provide you and your business with training and education to prevent future attacks. To get an efficiency review for your business today, contact us at www.ee-services.com. Welcome back to Tech Time Radio. I was chilling out there. I, I almost know. forgot what we were doing. That's it. We got a radio show. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Welcome. I'm Nathan Mum. We got Mike Roday here. We got David Brown behind the board. So we are going to go into our next segment of talking about an individual that's going to be on uh, Saturday Night Live. Also, very, very uh, outspoken individual that talks about Dogecoin or dog o coin. What is it? Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Yeah. So it's uh, it's essentially a f- it's fake. Isn't it a it's, fake? It's a bad. It's a bad cryptocurrency. It's essentially a cryptocurrency is- to trade memes. So you, okay. when when you trade memes back and forth, you could then. So this have is a just currency. an example of celebrities all. Um, pump and dumps. Pump the and, pump and dumps. Pump and yeah, dumps, yeah, it's a little bit. He'll be. He may be talking about it. They probably are going to make fun of him a little bit about that on Saturday night. But let's go to our audio here to start out the segment. Hi, I'm Elon Musk, and I'm hosting SNL this week with musical guest Miley Cyrus. What's new with you, Elon? I just did a successful rocket launch this week. Hmm. Wow. Well, I did my laundry. Congrats. <laughs> Actually, no, I didn't. Thanks, Miley. Uh, <laughs> that's all yeah, right. So that's thanks, Elon Musk who's going to be joining. Now let's talk a little bit about Elon Musk. So let's talk about how he started out stuff. So do you realize essentially he ran a nightclub out of his frat house? 
He wrote a computer program at age 12, sold it to PC Magazine for $500. Mm-hmm. A major component of sales um, that he sp- specializes on is earned media. Tesla has never spent a single dime on paid advertisements. Really? You so know he, that? He's a party none of nerd. Him, none of the products he has ever sold has he ever paid for any marketing or dollars other than public appearances and talking about the items themselves. Wow. So I need to talk to that guy. So, yeah. So he was on Joe Rogan's Blunt uh, podcast talking about what makes him successful. And what makes him successful is that when anybody tells him no, he gets motivated to say yes. And so I, that's a it's big, a big deal ego. For, that's, a, that's a big deal for me, too. When yeah, people tell me I no, I, I'm like, really? We're going to see what takes <laughs> care of it. So, let, so let's talk a little bit about the... Uh, so his cryptocurrency that he's going to be talking about, I'm sure, on the show tonight, it it has jumped almost 500%. Again, if you play cryptocurrency- but this, is, this is not just because of him. Well, it could be, he talks about it a lot, and okay. he was he's a big proponent of it. Um, again, cryptocurrency, people, caution, beware. We've talked about it. A lot of this stuff is fake. Just because something goes on up and somebody makes a, a couple million dollars all of a sudden- uh, Yes, in, in the press, be careful. Artificial with that. value. So let's talk about two things that people may not know. So he has a huge complex in South Texas, U.S. border. Essentially, it is the Mars shipyard where he's building the staging area for Spaceship X trips yeah. to Mars. Yeah, this he is, he this is, is all wh- about. This is why I like Elon. Okay, so his objective is. To have by and so he's got he's got a little bit he's put two point nine billion dollars into a Starship Land American astronaut program, mm-hmm. which is being uh, long term positioned with NASA. Mm-hmm. So he's working directly with NASA, helping probably fund NASA to be completely uh, yeah, of, what, days. of what he's got going on. And essentially, the idea is that in the next ten years, so he's not doing it immediately. Next ten no. years, he's expecting to have basic colonization. In Mars. See, this is this is this is what makes me excited about this stuff because, you know, would how awesome would it be to colonize Mars in your lifetime? So I, we may actually. I see it. I would do that. So I, you so know, now so Elon forget the Os- Blue Origin thing. Yep, I would colonize. So Mars. Elon also said that he's more than willing to be one of the first people to go up there and and be uh, a passenger in the type of deal instead of having like. Bezos, who hasn't taken any of these trips himself, he has other people doing it. Why would he? E- Elon says, "Yeah, I'll actually go I, there if we're going to go to yeah, go. Mars. I'm going to be the first passenger in there, and you can all come with me." And I have more than willing to do that. Now, interesting. He uh, during the same time that he has this, he also has a company called Starlink. Have you heard of Starlink? It's a satellite internet service. He's got sixty plus satellites orbiting Earth now. I bet you didn't know that. So, so people probably don't know. I, that. I, I didn't know. So, that. And essentially, specifically in rural him, I, areas, I know him for Tesla and SpaceX. That's all I know. So, him Starlink for. is a huge new startup. They're trying to take over the satellite market. So, if you're in the middle, I think you have a tiny house, right? You're in the mm. middle of no man's land. You could essentially start up, sign up for a Starlink subscriber policies right now, and they actually have test units that are going on out. Oh, cool! Up That's to what I'm do. up to hundred megabits. Awesome. I'm so, gonna... from the satellite, you can get hundred megabits. So it's really interesting. Is um, that's my the, dream. The internet beam that they have there, people have been testing it, and essentially one individual, which is really interesting, decided to <laughs> actually go to do a torrent 
on the Starlink process itself. Meaning what? So they went to Pirate Bay, which is this illegal <laughs> site. And what's interesting is they were notified from Elon Musk's uh, company that they probably shouldn't be taking their they internet. They gave them a little slap on the wrist, Yeah, shouldn't they? be going up to the space shuttle to get internet to be downloading illegal software. What was very interesting, though, instead of just slapping his hand and disconnecting him, they suggested that he should subscribe to a VPN service <laughs> so they wouldn't know what's going on, specifically oh, with a little they smile. Help, they're helping him out. Yeah, that's they gave right. him a winky emoji. So, Elon Musk's on the show. What are you going to know about him? He has a company called Starlink, a satellite provider, and you're going to know that he is making a plan in the next 10 years to visit Mars and colonize. And he does Tesla. That's right. This is a great second hour here. So we had lots of things to take care of. You know what? Next week's show, we got packed two guests that are scheduled back to back in the first hour and second hour. My name is Nathan Mum. There's, there's the hands. That's the right. hand signals are That's coming right. out. We got Mike Gurday here. We got David Brown behind the bar. Thank you very much for joining us for two hours yep. of Tech Bye-bye. Time Radio. Thanks for joining us on Tech Time Radio. We hope that you had a chance to have that mmm moment in technology today. We also have a few other ways to stay connected, including subscribing to our podcast on any podcast service from Apple to Google and everything in between. And also signing up on our YouTube page where you get to see us live in video. Yep, you can see us chat and have some fun. It's youtube.com slash techtimeradio all one word. We hope you enjoyed the show as much as we did making it for you. From all of us at Tech Time Radio, remember, mum's the word. Have a safe and fantastic week.